Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's 1234 in Edmonton. You can text us at 780 I'm going to bang off two quick texts before we go to Mark Spector. Bob, it's getting more obvious by the day that the NHL is not coming back this season. The media, uh, This media baiting about hub cities is merely a means to stay in the 24-hour news cycle as long as possible. It gets more ridiculous by the day if you think about it. Starting the playoffs four and a half months after last playing, that's longer than the normal offseason. Throw in the towel already. Bob, you quoted the numbers for Germany and Alberta. Uh, I hope you realize the population of Germany is 83 million. The population for Alberta is 4.5. I did that per capita. Okay, when we would discuss that Alberta per capita has done more tests than Germany, has fewer positive cases than Germany, has roughly one third the death rate of Germany. And Germany is a country that returned to play in soccer and received strong um, support for their handling of COVID. All right, uh, let's bring aboard Mark Spector, Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing Alberta. And again, there is racing taking place at Century Mile, and shortly you'll be allowed. I know you can currently uh, bet on racing, but uh, shortly people will be allowed back in the venues as well. Mark Spector is our Oilers now headliner for touchback safety from fall protection to Fort Forklift Training Trust, the experts at touchback safety. Your safety is their goal. It's 1236 in Edmonton. Mark, should the NHL just throw in the towel, uh, take a page out of the University of Alberta's book, and just write off the 2021 season? Alt- oh, wait. Sorry. We're talking about the conclusion of the 1920 season. Should, uh, should, uh, should the NHL just throw in the towel? What do you think? No, I see no reason to just quit here. Uh, you know, this is it, the job becomes more challenging, it seems, every day to pull this thing off but i don't know there's no to me they're not at the point where they should quit they got a lot of problems to solve here a lot of issues to solve i mean a lot of issues to solve in the next you know three four five days here uh, but that doesn't the answer to that question isn't let's just quit no yeah, well, uh, there's some people that have that attitude out there, Spec. Let's uh, just quit. Uh, give everybody X amount for forever. And, uh, you know, let's just quit. And uh, I, I, What are you hearing on Las Vegas? Is perhaps the NHL going to be quit looking at Vegas here shortly? Well, there's, there's a huge growing concern out there over Vegas, right? People are actually starting, you know, there's a lot of the faction of, of people who just nonchalantly and dismissively looked at Vegas versus in Edmonton and said, hey, Vegas is great, and Edmonton's boring. Why wouldn't we? Let's just go to Vegas. Like, that's it. And the NHL said, hey, we can do this bubble in Vegas better than anywhere, and I, I probably agree with that because they have a hotel that can you know, hold every single person. But now I think people are starting to look at things, Bob, like being stuck inside an air-conditioned hotel for most of two months. And, you know, we're starting to learn that outside air versus inside air 
uh, is a different story. People are starting to ask questions. What about the staff and the hotel workers? Are they all quarantined for two months or are they coming and going? Because if they're coming and going, I'd rather have a guy coming and going at Edmonton a lot more than I want a guy coming and going in Las Vegas. So there's a lot of, I think, as we get close to this and as the COVID numbers clearly rise exponentially in the southern United States, uh, I think we're seeing a lot of maybe a little more deep thought put into this thing by all the participants, including the National Hockey League. 3,950 positive COVID cases in Vegas in the last week. Uh, that's over 20, uh, yeah, no, two times, yeah, that's 20 times the amount of the positive cases in Edmonton during this. Now, Vegas has a population, if you include some of the, you know, outside communities there, of roughly 2.6 million. Edmonton, in terms of how Alberta uh, Health Services does at the Edmonton Health Zone, is about 1.2 million, I'm told. Uh, but still, it's it's a lot more prominent. Mark, I don't know if you saw the story about the union in Vegas is suing the Vegas hoteliers. Uh, the Culinary Union has 66,000 employees for breaches of what we would consider would, would be coronavirus, uh, handling. In other words, you know, not protecting the employees, et cetera. This, this is, this has to be something that the NHL is watching closely, Mark. Oh, for sure, Bob. And, and you remember too that we can talk population, but what makes Vegas Vegas is it's, it's a transient population, right? The people coming and going are what makes Vegas. You know, Vegas turns over every, what, you know, Sunday morning? Sure. So, you know, you can, you know, I mean, Edmonton, at least it's generally, it's clearly not a travel hotspot uh, compared to Vegas. So at least the numbers in Edmonton are far, far less with COVID, and they're probably far, far more accurate because A, our testing is excellent, and B, we don't have a new, you know, we, our, our airport, last I checked, it was operating at 5% of what it operated at 12 months ago. Uh, as Vegas opens its doors, it's just a new group of people coming in from all over the United States every week. So trying to control COVID down there is just, by very def- the very definition of what Vegas is, it's impossible. Over 500 people in a hospital in Vegas, 134 people in ICU, 18 in Edmonton, three in ICU. Those are highs, by the way, uh, for the month of June. And we we knew there was going to be a spike. And also, uh, we cannot reiterate the point more. Testing is very important. And when you test more, you're going to have more cases. It's that simple. And we've seen basically uh, testing at Edmonton be quadrupled here uh, from this time last month, you know, 28, 29, 30 in terms of last month to right now, it's, it's, it's skyrocketed. So, uh, so, puts, so it what's puts this things thing in pers- about, Bob? Like, what, what are we doing here? If we're trying to pick a place, you know, is this about saving money? I mean, though, it's it's believed that the MGM Grand is basically giving their hotel to the National Hockey League, so their costs yeah. go way down. Is this thing about saving money, or is it about saving lives? Like, well, I would. Th- we, is yeah. the number one priority, Mark, not player safety? With oh this, oh my God, and everybody's safety. You know, there's yeah. players, there's coaches, managers, equipment people, team staff, league people, maybe even some media. Like, I've talked to 
well, I've been on the phone all morning, and I can think of two players and an agent who said, why aren't we just going to Edmonton and Toronto and call it a day? They're clearly the safest places among the hub cities left. There's no debating that at all. Let's go there where there's least the least COVID and make it work in those towns. Yeah, well, and again, uh, this ongoing situation, Bob and Kids are reporting today that L.A. is out. Uh, I got a text from someone saying that Chicago is in, and I find that interesting because you and me love Chicago. It's a great U.S. city, but the arena is miles away from the downtown hotels, like miles. Oh, I can't think of the nearest hotel to the United Center. Um, I'm not quite sure... Uh, at any other time, people would look at Chicago and Vegas as possibly the top two destination travel spots in the National Hockey League. I think that's probably a fair assessment, Mark. But yep. not with what we're dealing right now and not with how you need to have things but, you know, uh, battened down moving forward here in terms of providing the, the safest environment. Just on that note, like, I, I'm going to circle back here because we get people texting us on our Ashley Fine Flores text line. Are you surprised how many people think we should just throw in the hat and uh do the you know the uh roberto duran no mas no mas and just well, end it. listen bob there you know let's make let's put this thing on the table the reason they're playing is because of money that's why they're yep. playing yep it's doing this for money so we're literally trying to figure out how to risk the least lives and the least sickness so we can make a bunch of money so i completely get how a lot of safety-conscious people are saying, how important is this money? Is it more important than, than everybody's health? Like, I get that, you know, but the other side of that coin is businesses are going to be businesses, and they need to make an attempt to do both things, both play and be safe. And that's what the NHL is doing. They're trying to play, and they're trying to be safe. And let's watch it unfold. But, you know, you can't, don't ever look at a business and say, hey, quit being a business. Don't ever look at Chad and say, stop doing radio. I mean, if it became unsafe, Chad would stop doing radio. But as long as it's safe, Chad's doing radio because it's a radio station, man. Well, but right? they're doing radio differently, Mark. I mean, we're they not. They are. They're doing I'm it not in... but safely, right? They're yeah. doing it differently, yeah. but safely. So yeah. it's okay. And if the league can't play hockey safely, they shouldn't play. But at this point, they still think they can play hockey safely. And until that's proven wrong, I have no problem with it. And you know, we're going to have another we're going to have another conversation point, Mark. At some point, when you have the entire world, and and I know there's the naysayers out there that oh, you know, they didn't get a vaccine for this virus. They still haven't found it, and that is true. But I don't think there's been a more dedicated approach to finding a virus than what we've had for coronavirus. I think that's a fair assessment, Mark. There, you know, well, fair, but I mean, I saw the, the Dr. Anthony Fauci in the States say that the, the best virus they've ever had in any, in any, vi of any vaccine is measles, and it operates, I think he said, from 93 to 95%. He said, we won't get close to that. He says, if we got to 75% or 70%, yeah. it is, that would be as a, you know, a lifelong uh, epidemiologist or whatever we call him, he's happy at 70%. So I'm just going to go with what he says. Okay. <laughs> so how good is that? 70%, Bob. It's still, that's still leaves 30% of us out in the woods. All right. But the difference is, you know, 30 years ago, there were far less anti-vaxxers than now. And that's where I was going to go here. I mean, yeah, you're going to have, you're going to have probably at some point a, a vaccine for this. And you might have a percentage of people out there that refuse to get 
I mean, I threw a theoretical out there three months ago. What happens if the vaccine has a chip with it so people know where you are at all times? And people are like, are you crazy? And I'm like, no. Well, I mean, if they're if they're doing the level of contact tracing, maybe maybe that's inevitably some part of it at some stage. It's not it's not out of the realm of possibilities. And a lot of people would suggest that would be an entire infringement upon uh, personal freedom. Right. So that's a whole new ball game. Like, like I'm just going by a regular vaccine where they sure. give you a needle and you walk away. You're throwing a, a, a freaking curveball at you. Chip in there. That, that, yeah. I mean, as a, as a, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm quite the opposite. I yeah. have no problem taking a vaccine. I would have a probably a major problem in having the government install a chip in me and like I'm some dog. Yeah. <laughs> right. In case I get lost. Is that how my wife's going to find me when I'm coming home late, Bob? Is that what's going on? Oh, she, <laughs> she knows where you are. <laughs> All right. It is uh, 1247 in Edmonton. We're going to take a step out. It's Stopper Inspector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Keep the text coming on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Hart Trophy candidate Leon Dreisaitl into our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 1249. Cam in a pizzeria says, could access to health care also skew the new numbers in Vegas? How many uninsured Americans are positive but unable to afford to be in a hospital? Numbers could actually be much higher. Well, that's a perspective that's out there. Mark, uh, Elliot Friedman, Mark Spector joining us for the horses and horse racing alberta mark specter of course with nhl hockey on rogers spec elliot friedman's just put out a quickie vacation blog saying that uh, nhl players will compete in at least the 2022 olympic games if the new cba is finalized and there's a financial agreement in place with the international uh, olympic committee um the IOC indicated it would consider these incentives for the NHL and the NHLPA to return to the Olympics after they did not go to South Korea in uh, 1918. Do you know uh, where the Olympics are in 2022, Mark? China. The Olympics? China. You don't think they're not going to come up with the money to pay to have uh, NHL players there? <laughs> of course they are. Well, I would think so, yeah. It's, it's the old IOC. Bob, the, Olymp- the, the, the system has to change, and maybe China is the place where it changes. You know, the NHL is sick of paying the bills to go over there and give the IOC the premier hockey tournament in the world. Yeah. And they, as I've said on this show many times, then they come back and the orders can't even sell a Canadian Olympic Connor McDavid jersey in their store, right? right? Sportsnet can't show highlights because they're proprietary. They're owned by the IOC. So my point is this, Bob. There has to be a fundamental change on the rights, who pays what, who buys insurance, all that stuff. The owners aren't going to support someone else's product financially. I don't blame them one bit. If China can change that and they can come up with a system that is a little more equitable for the owners who turn their entire season off for most of a month, then let's do it. Let's have it. We all love the tournament, Bob, but if you own an NHL team, if each of our listeners owned an NHL team, they wouldn't be going over there either because it's a ripoff for the NHL. Yeah, well, uh, we got a lot going on. I mean, the, the players, and we're going to have Brian Lawton and Jeff Jackson on spec. Uh, Brian's going to join us at 105 today, spec, uh, and then uh, Jeff Jackson at 135. But um, 
you know, there's a couple. There's a return to play component to this, and then there's the memorandum of understanding on an extension of the CBA. As Bettman tries to hammer that out as well, because uh, a lot of people are like, "Well, why haven't they just decided on the hub cities?" And uh, how excited do you think that guys are driving from Alberta and BC, as an example, to go down to Dallas? where they're running out of ICU beds from COVID or, you know, flying into Florida where they've had substantial case rate increases as well. Probably not that excited about having training camps there. Oh, listen, especially with the, uh, I think it's driving the point home, right? Guys are leaving their chosen summer place where they feel safe, they're surrounded by family, and they're all returning to the Vegases and Arizonas and Dallases and imagine going into Florida. So, it's lending a, a real slap in the face of reality to all these guys who are landing. First of all, you got to fly again. No one wants to fly. Then you go to a place. You go from a, you know, your summer place in Muskoka or in the Okanagan where it's pretty chilled, and you're going to Arizona where COVID's going through the roof. I mean, there's a, a general change in the seriousness of this whole thing around the National Hockey League as we speak. Yeah, absolutely. And it is tied to a potential contract extension, which is going to, uh, for the CBA, Mark, uh, CBA extension. And that is important for the league, isn't it? Like the league nets needs to get to a place, uh, and, and this is where we, they need to be partners. It's not an adversarial relationship. We've, every agent that we've had is on said the same thing. This is different. You know, the pandemic is the enemy, not the, if you're the uh, Players Association, not the owners. So it's a very different situation, and they need to be pragmatic in order to, you know, have the cap maybe go 81-5, 81-5, 82-5 over the next three years, Mark, uh, and then eventually have the numbers creep back up. And and there's no appetite in society for greed right now either, is there? Well, no, and uh, listen, it's, it's unfortunate. I've spoken to a couple of people lately who've made it very clear to me that uh, I was critical, Bob, I think, on our show about, you know, having tied a new CBA in, in onto this process, how it's going to slow everything down, and it has. But talking to people in the know, it's it's necessary. There's no way to just you know, to, to just address tiny pieces of the CBA. Okay, I'll give you, for instance, right? It's July 1st tomorrow. Obviously, everybody's, con- like, everyone whose contract expires, it expires at midnight tonight. So that's got to get fixed somehow because we're going in the playoffs. Guys have to be under contract. The other thing is, Connor McDavid is due $13 million uh, sometime in actually mid-July. A lot of the signing bonuses, yeah. as you know, Bob, are on July 1st. Yeah. So Connors do halfway through whatever. The point is this, you know, the ownership hasn't brought in a dollar. In fact, they've had a lot of costs since yep. the season stopped on March 11th. But it's July 1st, and there's a whole bunch of guys in the league. I don't know what the entire the totality of the number is. Toronto, Mark, Toronto is over $60 million. Uh, the Oilers have $20 million U.S. just for McDavid and Dreisaitl. Right. So... You know, Daryl Cates and the owners of the Leafs, I, I'm, I've been told there is no language in the CBA that deals with a pandemic. So when I'm Connor McDavid and someone owes me 13 mil, I want my money because <laughs> it's contractually, ob- they're obligated to give it to me. So the point is this, 
all of that stuff has to get fixed a little bit. And I think the players are willing to play ball. And it, you know what, Bob? It may behoove Connor McDavid to push some of that signing bonus back a year or two and when maybe the um, escrow won't be as high. You know, maybe yeah. they can make those negotiations. But the point is, there's a whole bunch of complicated negotiations to be done here, and we're running out of time to start the season. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's a it's a challenging time to say the least. By the way, Mark, just as an aside, the Western Hockey League uh, rolled out. Uh, you know, last week we talked about the U of A, uh, and they cashed in their chips. They were the first uh, Canada West school to announce that their winter sports teams, hockey, basketball, volleyball, they're not going to play in 2021. Actually, so far, they're the only uh, Canada West school to 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 spit the bit. Uh, conversely, the Western Hockey League rolled out a potential return-to-play format that could begin as early as October 2nd. Now, they were very upfront, saying they uh, they needed to uh, have fans in the buildings. Um, you'd be surprised how many texters I get. Like, it, well, you know, I could throw this out right now, because we asked the question Fors- Forsberg versus Lindros, who was better? Virtually everybody's saying Forsberg was. I'd argue Lindros was the best player in the world for about five years. Um, but Fans, what do you do? You think fans like if we threw that question out right now? Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three, and it's not going to happen. Okay, it's not going to happen. But would fans want to see the Oilers play in the playoffs if Edmonton ends up being a hub city? What percentage of our listeners do you think would say, "Screw it, I want to go. I'll wear a mask inside and go watch the game." I, I would. I, I think you might be surprised at how many, based on what the sort of response we've got back, Mark, over the last several mm-hmm. weeks on this issue. There's a lot of people that'd be prepared to go watch the Oilers play right now at Rogers Place. Well, that's a moot point because there's absolutely no chance they'll let us. Right. In. But yes, for sure, there's lots of people that would go. And while we're on the subject of Western Hockey League, Bob, I'd like to I'd like to congratulate the wise Edmonton Oil Kings who have once again selected a Latvian in the import draft. So they've done well with Latvians. Yanis Vandenberg's due to be the next uh, Peter Forsberg, no doubt, Bob. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but... Uh, How did the Oil Kings get hooked up with Latvians? They've had a few of them, and they've done well, real well with them. They're not drafted in the top uh, 20 a lot of that European draft, right? They've had a lot of really good years here. They only had two bad years in the last... Well, they've had, you know, sort of typical cycles, I guess. So, there you go. Yeah, they've been on the cycle, yep. Spec, uh, we're going to bring Brian Lawton in. Thanks for your time, man. All right, Bobby, take care. Take care. 1258 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector with you on Oilers Now. Specs appearance is brought to you by the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta. All season long, the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Uh, the, we're getting a little bit of blowback on uh, this, what happens if there was a, a chip that monitored you uh, with COVID. It's not, I realize it sounds like conspiracy theory suggestion, and perhaps it is, but I, I guess the point is we have anti-vaxxers. What if it was more than just a vaccination? I guess that was kind of the point that I was trying to make. Uh, I'm going to be very intrigued to see how this all plays out. Absolutely. And we're going to keep providing you the numbers, but Brian Lawton is coming up from the NHL Network after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.